John Yeoman and welcome to another episode of the pod Well Travelled. I'm joined today by travel editor Stephen Scarfield and travel journalist and motoring writer Penny Thomas. Welcome to the pod, both. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Stunned with silence. Strange silence. Yeah. I was waiting, I was waiting for Penny. She was waiting for Yes. Yeah, morning, Will. The gentleman Hi. that you are. Yeah, good to hear from you, Stephen. Um, so, I think we're going to... Look, this we've got a bit of a north and south theme happening today. We're going to start south, as in the southwest of Western Australia, with Penny, who's just come back from a weekend away, and um, her partner was facing the dilemma of not being able to surf because there was no swell. Mm. He was forced to do other things, it's God forbid. Fav- yeah, favourite activity when we go down <laughs> south. So we just decided to get away for the, the long weekend. Yes. And um, we actually just booked it last week, like quite um, so last minute as quite well. quite easy. There's plenty of availability. Yeah, and we, we were going to stay with a friend and then decided that we just saw something pop up, this yeah. um, little farm stay that was reasonably reasonably sort of priced as well. So we And that was Metric Up, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, along Gale Road. It's mm. actually called Villa um, Bertelli. Really okay. nice uh, one bedroom. It's like a little cabin sort of house, which was just nice and easy and um, in a really good position for us. Wow. We, um, we decided to head down on the Saturday morning mm. uh, quite early just because mm. we don't like being stuck in traffic. So yeah, that's sure. our tip is to wake up at 5.30 and, and sort of instead of going down Friday afternoon or um, in those sort of peak hours, um, we got down there, went to the beach, just sort of hung out, but there was no swell for, for Paul Vaughan. So mm. he was sort of twiddling his thumbs and had to hang out with me. But that meant oh we goodness. had to uh, <laughs> figure out some nice activities to do, which um, if you know me, it's usually food and and, and wine and, and, and the occasional book. But um, I'll just sort of touch on, I guess, some things that we did get up to and some really nice venues that are, yeah, yeah, sure. that Please are sort do. of popping up down there. So... Um, uh, if you're a fan of beer, which I know that my partner is, and I do like to, to taste the odd beer as well, there's a new um, venue in Quarimup, which opened up just at the end of last year. It's mm. called the Servo Tap House, um, and it's along sort of the the main drag there in, in Cowtown, mm. and it's in the old it's in the old sort of service station or mechanic building, which is quite interesting. And they have a great selection of local beers and international beers that. Um, I guess uh, are not the the normal sorts of beers that you would get at any regular sort of brewery, which mm. is which is interesting to see, and it sort of yeah it lures a different sort of crowd, which is sort of nice down there as well. It, it's just a different thing to a winery or your yeah, yeah, your average sure. venue. So um, some of the beers that you can find on tap are sort of like the the Belgian blonde sort of beers. You get a lot of sort of different European wheat, um, German beers. There was a Californian pale ale on 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 the menu too. They had beers from Scotland, and then they've also got the sort of modern fruity beers that that um, are quite popular at the moment, mm. along with other yeah local sort of supplies mm. like Beer Farm. Um, so they're on tap too, and I guess they also do pizza there on some nights and have live music. So it's just a nice sort of spot to hang out if you're ever passing through you don't need bookings or anything like that and you can just sort of pop in so that's what we did and had a great time and um the next day i would say the next venue we went not in the same day following on from that we actually did go and check out beer farm which is a really sort of popular oh institution yeah down I've been there. there too yeah it's yeah, lovely isn't it mm. it's just it's in metro cup it was right near mm, our accommodation mm. um for those who haven't been there they do really tasty food excellent selection of beers mm-hmm a great venue that's sort of quirky and got all the right stuff. If you park in the wrong spot, there's this big sign that sort of says, um, 
the cars will be crushed and turned into beer cans. So it's got a lot of fun sort of little quirky elements to it, which I sort of appreciate. And it's really, um, as much as breweries aren't usually targeted at kids, they have it's a It's really, quite family friendly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a lot of sort yeah. of playgrounds and different sort of water sides, water um, sort of contraptions that you can use that kids have mm. a great time with, especially mm. in summer. Mm. So that was nice to visit again. And um, another one that I was sort of blown away by was Wise Wines, which is sort of in the Eagle Bay area. I had never been there before. We just popped in after going to Bunker Bay and it was a beautiful setting. We had three sort of shared dishes between the two of us and a glass of wine each. It all came under $100, which we thought was actually quite reasonable. It is very good. Yeah, for mm. the quality of food as well. Mm, um, okay. It's not often in this day and age that, that we're sort of surprised by the cheapness of a, of mm. a venue. And, so. and with the quality still there as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And we we were lucky. We just popped in and um, asked if they had a booking. And, and they usually require bookings, but there was a little spot for us outside. So mm. really happy with that. And the service was was impeccable too. Good so work. for a, usually a really busy period down, down south, we um, made the most of it and had a great time. So, oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, thanks for uh, filling us in. Yeah. And um, there's some amazing venues there, I'm, I'm sure. Um, a lot more going on down south, as most of us here in Western Australia know. But, Stephen, you're going to take us in a completely different direction and, and vast distances. We're heading north, very, very, very north. Tell us about Northern Lights. Uh, yes, well, well, very interesting. Just before I get to that, just to... Um just to hear about that sort of availability as well, which hasn't been part of the story here in Western Australia for the last two or three years. So mm. I'm glad you got, you know, got accommodation booking and then the meal. So it's, That's amazing. It's great. It's quite mm. interesting. Things moving more freely. Um, the, one of the subjects that um, really crops up a lot at the moment with, with the audience, with people contacting us, are the Northern Lights. It seems like, you know, it's interesting how subjects come up Antarctica is certainly one of them at the moment, and the Northern Lights is the other. Mm. Um, right across, you know, the readerships of all the things that in the audience of all, all the things that we do, and age ranges as well. Mm. Um, it's seeing the Northern Lights, and perhaps it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just a moment, isn't it, after COVID? I, look, I've just been the, the the point with the Northern Lights is um, that you know, firstly, obviously, you need to understand the season um, and really you know I think that they're, they're going to be obviously it's only in the northern uh, hemisphere but um, there's you know and you need to be there pretty much April to August mm. that's roughly the season so if you look at but you know it's right right around the northern hemisphere so the point I'm making is that this appears a lot on cruise itineraries, particularly at the moment, out of Norway, out of Svalbard. Mm. Um, and you'll see the Northern Lights appearing a lot as, you know, part of the kind of cruise guarantee. But, of course, you can see them from the land, obviously. Um, in Norway, I'd be going to Tromso, um, which is, you know, in the Arctic Circle. I'd be going to perhaps Hammerfest. You know, these are great places to see it. I mean, you can see the Northern Lights, obviously, in Iceland. Mm. Uh, Reykjavik, you'll see them from your hotel in Reykjavik. Um, and then, but think think around as well. I mean, the best place I've ever seen them myself consistently is in Greenland, in Kangalutsak, mm. and you'll see that on cruise itineraries there. But also, you know, on the land, uh, Alaska and Canada. So 90% of the 
the land rather than the sea on, from which you can see this phenomena mm. is in Canada. Mm. Um, and there, Yellowknife uh, is fantastic. I've seen them in Yukon, uh, Whitehorse, which is you know, a town I like very much, mm. Dawson City. So you can be seeing them on the land even as an extension of a cruise, Fairbanks is directly under the what they call the Aurora Oval, which is the sort of um, the range in which range of land in which they're most frequently seen. So, in Fairbanks, you're you're pretty pretty sure of seeing them. Mm. Um, on that very point, if I just go back to the the cruise thing, I just Love to point everybody towards um, uh, a cruise company called Norwegian cruise company called Hurti Ruten, and I'll, I'll spell that because it's an unusual word for most of us. It's H U R T I G R U T N E N, and well, it's sort of quite exciting. I mean, this company's actually celebrating its 130th anniversary this year, 2023. Mm. So, and, and a lot of the early Cruising was, was more sort of de- coastal deliveries up and down the Norwegian coast in the Arctic Circle. So, fantastic company with a great history. Um, for, for, for their, what they offer, which is, for example, the North Cape Express, which is one of their cruises. It's a 16-day cruise up the Norwegian coast and also visits Finland, Sweden. But for the for the Northern Lights, I'm thinking September to April for that. Mm. And what I really like is, firstly, on a lot of their sailings, they have a solo um, guarantee that for solo travellers, there's no supplement. And secondly, they have a guarantee that if you sail on one of their longer voyages and don't see the Northern Lights, they will give you a free voyage on one of their... I think it's seven days, eight days itineraries, shorter itineraries to have another another go at it, it, which well. is a very that is incredible, very fair thing to do. Mm. But I think having a look through Hurdy Rutten, um, normally pronounced without the G, I'm told, mm. um, is a, is a really good way to see it because of all those guarantees and because of their complete understanding of the pattern of the Northern Lights. Sure. Um, so I just do a little bit of science. What are the Northern Lights? You know, these grid, often green, you know, spiring and lights and curtains of lights in the sky. It's really weird, incredible thing to stand under. So the sun is at the center of the solar system. Mm. Uh, and it's many, and the magnetic fields twist and distort as the, as the sun rotates. And they become sort of burst, knotted together and burst into sunspots, mm. what we call sunspots. So mostly this happens in pairs and can be almost the size of the Earth's diameter, okay? The next element of this whole scientific scenario comes in, which is that obviously the the centre of the sun is boiling and bubbling at 15 million degrees Celsius. Particles escape from the sunspot regions on the surface, speeding particles of plasma known as solar wind come into space, and 40 hours later, these highly charged electrons reach us and collide with the Earth's atmosphere. So these are sort of, you know, bursting solar winds coming out of sunspots 
which are, as I say, at 15 million degrees C. So that's what's causing this to happen. And uh, it's wild. It's wild. Have I lost you with the science or bored you with the science? No, 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 not at all. I I, I was also wondering, so you haven't mentioned the scientific name Aurora Borealis. Sorry, Aurora Borealis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was wondering. That's right. Which is which is named for the Roman goddess of dawn. There you go, Aurora. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, Aurora borealis. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, look, lots of ways to do it. Look out for cruise itineraries. Look out for Hurley Root and Viking companies, which are based in those regions. They'll all have such and such northern lights. Mm. Um, look out for Svalbard. That sort of region is a, is a really safe bet. But don't forget that on the land, I'd be heading to, you know, obviously Alaska, Yukon. Um, think about Fairbanks, Yellowknife. How's wow. that? Amazing. Um, I want to ask you, Penny, have you seen the Northern Lights? No, no, but it's on my bucket list for sure. One it's day. probably on a lot of people's oh, bucket good. list, isn't yeah. it? I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting no, thing. It had a, just out of interest, the, the most incredible experience I ever had with the Northern Lights was in Greenland. There's a long fjord. It's about 190 kilometers long, east-west. Okay. It's very steep sides and sort of sailed up there and the lights were just, uh, because it's very, very dark. And obviously because you've got dark sides in this canyon, basically. Mm. But, but it just went on all night. You honestly thought that a hand was going to come and grab you and pluck you <laughs> up into the sky. It was Sounds incredible. Extraordinary, mm. just extraordinary. Mm. Mm. Um, interesting that after like an hour or an hour and a half, people just like kind of got bored with it and went to bed because, you know, <laughs> it'd be you'd become so familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to imagine, you know, that that was even possible that you would just tire off. Yeah, yeah, hard to imagine. Clear, clear you and clearly, you did. Yeah. Well, there we go. North and south. Okay. A lot of varied Indeed. experiences there. Extreme. Some some more accessible than others, depending on where you're where in the world you're listening from. Thanks, guys, for being on the pod. Well travelled. I'm looking forward to catching up with both of you or one of you, or whatever, and maybe some other guests on the show next week. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.